Pulp MX Network production. You cast me What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity. All right, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. I'm Darkside from the Moto X Pod Show, and we are about to discuss this week's Pulp MX Show. But first, I have to thank all of our amazing sponsors. You know all about Michelin Motorcycle Tires from the Pulp MX Show, and now I'm excited to announce that Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium-finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin Bicycle Tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, Stay tuned for more info about a Pulpamex discount code on Michelin Bicycle Tires. Follow at Michelin Bicycle on Instagram and check out bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products. And of course, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, JGR Suzuki, and many more. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsports.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motorsport.com. And, of course, don't forget to go to PulpMixShow.com for all the sponsored links and discount codes. If you want to be on the Pulpamex Wrap-Up Show, or you have questions or comments, or you want to submit a question for the Hello Pookie segment, just send them to DarkSide at PulpMix.com. Okay, let's get to our guests. All right, first guest of the night, brought to you by Guts Racing. For the highest performance seat covers and foam in the business, visit GutsRacing.com. Tonight, Guts Racing brings us Cade Clayson. What's up, Cade? What's up, Darkside? I'm glad you introduced me first. That just shows how important I am. Number one in the hearts of the fans. Well, we'll see about that, maybe. Uh, the other, Our other guest, brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires. If you want the same tires as Cam Zink and Sam Hill, Run, visit bike.michelin.com for all your details for, my, for Michelin Bicycle Tires. Tonight, Michelin Bicycle Tires brings us Mr. Alex, Mother F and Ray. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's all you got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hell, I mean, fuck, you didn't ask me how I was doing, but I'm not doing as good as Cade because, obviously, he won. And didn't make any, or I didn't make as much money as he did, so good for him. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the uh, the Yamaha Privateer Challenge is something we're going to talk about in a little bit. But well, I mean, I guess we can get into it right now. Okay, thirty one thousand plus richer. Um, Mathis obviously always doing a lot for the privateers. That's quite honestly why a lot of us, not being a dick, but that's why a lot of us know who Cade Clayson and Alex Ray is. It's because Mathis does so much for the privateers, um, including this. You know, second year of the Yamaha Privateer Challenge, uh, Cade. So, last year was the first year. Uh, Adam and Snap wins. This year, you win. Uh, what do you think about it? 
Oh, it's great, man. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, Steve's kind of the reason Alex and I became friends. Uh, I'm not really sure how. It's been a while now, but um, I just remember kind of meeting each other through Steve and meeting Steve with Alex and everything. And uh, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty great um, that he does stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's not just this that he does. He does so much more, you know. He helps line up sponsors and stuff like that for all of us. So it's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable, um, you know, how much money he was able to raise for all of us, you know. Um, I, I didn't expect any, anywhere near the amount that I got. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the way he'd been talking is like he was kind of making it sound like not as much money was coming in his last year, but it worked out in the end. Uh, A-Ray, same for you, man. I mean, Steve does the, the privateer island pods. Uh, he's got wheels for guys. He's got parts for you. He's all kinds of stuff he's done to help you out. Um, what do you think about the privateer, the Yamaha privateer challenge? I mean, I know you don't really want to win it because you want to be making mains and all that, but, uh, you know, if you're not making mains, it's a pretty good – uh, it's a helping hand. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, I, I even text Steve. I was like, man, like, it's awesome what you're doing. You know, you know, some, I mean, I've been there before, uh, you know, each weekend not making the main. I mean, hell, I went fucking like five years without making a main event. Um, so if this was around then, I, I guarantee you, like, it would have probably put a fire under my ass a little bit sooner. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I think it's super great what he's doing, helping the privateers. I mean, we all struggle, um, so anything that you know that helps, it's it's awesome to see someone do something like that. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, tonight we're we're obviously here to talk about show number four thirty with Skip Norfolk and Chris Betts in studio, Chase Sexton, Eli Tomac, Zach Osborne, and our own Cade Clayson called in. Great show, really interesting dynamic, in my opinion. A-Ray, between the two guests, right? We've got Skip Norfolk, who's a legend, knows so much about the sports, been involved with it his whole life, pretty much. And then we've got Chris, who's just been a fan for a number of years, but doesn't really know all the ins and outs with lots of questions throughout the night. I really, I personally really enjoyed the interaction between the two guys and their thoughts and and all that. What did you think of them together? I thought it was an awesome dynamic. Uh, You know, I mean, Chris, like you said, he's a freaking legend. And or uh, both of them are legends, you know. <laughs> and you got Skip, who has so much knowledge, and and you know, it was weird, you know, uh, Chris asking some of the questions he asked, like, um, can these guys like he talked about his bat? If he had a different bat, he would be mentally fucked. So if like, how much different is it? Like different bikes, and you know, I listened to that a little bit, and sort of the way I would have explained it to him, it's like if you've ever had like a dream and you're dreaming about, like, punching someone in the face or, or <laughs> okay. something. Like, if you ever had that dream, it's like, and you can't punch them hard enough? Yeah. Like, that would be like riding a different motorcycle lining up to the main event because it's not yours. You're not familiar with it or anything like that. And, like, Skip, he just had so many good points. Um, obviously, they talked about the Sexton and McGrath thing, and I think I'm fully on board with what he was, was saying there. So Yeah, we're going to get yeah, to that. just super great yeah, yeah. I, I found great it inter- i found it interesting because I, I watch I, first of all i was very glad i enjoyed the shows from salt lake city but him being back in studio with the video which is how i like to watch the sh- i like to watch it now and with callers i enjoy that a lot more uh kate I, I i think it's a lot more involved with all the, the fans and stuff but 
watching on YouTube, there's all the comments. You get the keyboard warriors and the people that like it and the people that bitch. And a lot of people were saying that they thought Skip was like, get irritated by bets, which I never got that feeling whatsoever. But um, what do you think? Just what do you think of Chris and Skip together and just the show dynamic for Monday night? Yeah, I like, I like Skip a lot. Um, he's super knowledgeable. Um, he's been around for such a long time. Uh, I met him a little bit when he was uh, with the Traders Club team. Um, so I kind of could see like secondhand some of the stuff that he brought to the table and he's super smart and just like the way he goes about things. So it was fun to be able to listen to him and, you know, like a open air conversation basically, cause that's kind of what the pulp show is. Yep, um, yep. and then I liked Chris because I thought they were cool together because Chris honestly asked some like, you know, to like me and a Ray and like people who are around Moto all the time, some pretty like low level questions. But I feel like there's a lot of people that listen to the show that appreciate those types of questions because sometimes I feel like stuff gets brought up that just goes right over people's heads. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I don't think Skip was getting annoyed with him. I mean, I think those are questions that he could answer in his sleep sometimes. But like I said, I think sometimes people really appreciate those questions because it makes understanding more complicated things a lot easier. Agreed. Okay, so this show, obviously, again, first race back since Salt Lake City. Uh, a little bit of talk about being up in Utah for a few weeks. You guys were both up there. Uh, Betts mentioned that he really liked having two races a week. As a fan, I loved it. Like, we should be racing again tonight, almost, it feels like. Um, want to get your guys' opinion. You know, being up there, uh, you know, you guys aren't factory riders, so you probably didn't have your you know Airbnb taken care of for you and everything. I don't know what a struggle it might have been. But what was it like for you two just being up there for those weeks? I know you got to do a lot of mountain bike riding and all that good stuff, but uh, would it be something that if they say 2021, they say, okay, we're going to have two Wednesday races in the same city, you know, a Sunday and a Wednesday race. Would that be something you would like, Cade? Dude, I'd love it. I think it'd be so fun. Um, As long as like, we don't have to like, you know, race Saturday in St. Louis and Wednesday and, you know, Anaheim, I think that would be pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, But, like, if we went in the same city, that would be super cool. I'd love to stay. I love staying different places a little bit longer. And I think being able to stay and not having to travel um, played a big factor in a lot of people, um, you know, just being more comfortable at the race. I think traveling weighs a lot more on people than people think about. Yeah, I I would assume so. Hey, Ray, same feelings? Yeah, same thing to me. I liked it. Um, my time in Salt Lake City, it was it was amazing. You know, I had a nice hotel. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, I was right downtown. I mean, got to sort of experience a lot of different things that, you know, like the awesome mountain biking and everything. I thought, you know, if they do this again, like, I mean, I would I would definitely be down for it. I mean, two races a week. I mean, hell, dude, we're, we're fucking racers. We're racers at heart. Yeah. We, that's what we do. So why not race more? I like it. I think that seems to be a general consensus. Skip made a comment. He was kind of busting on Steve, but he's like, oh, man, the riders loved it because they didn't have to deal with the media, you know, on race day as much. And uh, and that was one comment. (laughs) That was one comment that was made. Then Betts was asking about track walk and really is it that big of a deal to not have track walk? Um, So I want to get your opinion first, Kate, on both those things. Is it easier during the day? Skip right, even though he's sort of joking that maybe during the day it's easier to not have those other stresses of having to deal with media and fans and talk about not having a track walk. 
Um, I mean, the fans, I mean, I don't really man the fans at all, you know. But then again, you know, Ari and I aren't Chad Reed. You know, we're not getting, you know, the line that's a mile long. That's just endless where you have to actually, like, not find an autograph for somebody. Like, yeah. usually Ari and I are the guys we're sitting there, like, nobody's at our table. And then, like, five guys walk up and then there's nobody there. <laughs> and it's super awkward. Um, so that's not, like, a huge thing. I love, I love having the fans there. It was definitely missed. Um, but, and then like the track walk thing, I actually really liked, um, I think, I don't remember who brought it up, but I kind of like not having to walk it because sometimes you walk it and you kind of can like psych yourself out on stuff and just like looking at it from the stands going out. Cause when you ride, when you ride something, it seems smaller, easier, um, to me at least. So I, I would, I'm totally in favor of this type of thing in the future. Okay. Uh, A-Ray. He, Steve said you were, that track walk scares you sometimes. No, I did, track walk doesn't scare me. I think it scares people. That's not what I said either. Track walk doesn't scare me. I mean, shit. I don't know. I, I mean, watch me ride. Do you think I'm scared of anything? <laughs> it doesn't look like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fair yeah, enough. So, I mean, I, I either way, you know, I thought the track viewing was cool. Um you know, if we were able to walk around the whole stadium, which I don't know why it was was cut off to only half. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, freaking give us a couple side laps and let's freaking roll. You know. Okay. And then uh, yeah, so and then to the point with the pits, I mean, it was so low key, dude. It was like a freaking like it felt like a fair race. I mean, you got Kate after practice, like he would just leave. You just leave and go get Chipotle. Right. Okay. Yeah. Much more you know laid I mean? back for like, you guys. I could see where it for was, it was laid back. Yeah. Yeah. I could see where for the, for the riders it, it it is a little bit nicer. I guess it's a little more less stress, especially like Cade said with the the factory guys who have such a long line, with the superstars or whatever. But uh, you know it, it's it's a bummer for us and as a sport, obviously we need the fans there. But um, pretty pretty good little opening segment on Pulp and. I, I thought it was pretty interesting to hear those different sides. Um, and speaking of bets, he, he brought up at some point during the show, I have this right here in the beginning of my notes for some reason, that he said that he was on Cade's side at Daytona. This was when Cade was on, obviously. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, A. Ray. Uh, bets was on Cade's side for the Daytona incident. Well, I like Bets, but he's full of shit. I mean, <laughs> have him freaking – get held up for two freaking laps in LCQ and then not take Kate out. If you're that much faster, shouldn't you just be able to pass him clean? Well, I almost landed on him just because I was pissed. Fucker was going left and right. (laughs) Salt Lake City 3 was just payback for Daytona. Okay. All right. What do you think, Cade? Got a a rebuttal? I mean, the guy says I'm going left and right. Two sections before he cleaned me out. He was off the track. Uh, Man. Uh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know. It was the second lap of the LCQ, so I couldn't have been holding hold him up that long. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, was, it was, yeah. All right. I don't know, dude. If you're in my way, I'm going to knock you out the fucking way, you know? So, you know. <laughs> hey, just for a reference, we're 15 minutes into this show, so if Betts was on, he'd be two White Claws deep. Um, we dude, uh, The amount of White Claws that that guy drank on that show, did he get all 12? Uh, well, he was at 11 when I called in, um, and I actually quit watching after that. I finished the next day, so I'm not sure. Um, but he was at 11 when I called in because I, I had I had 11 or more on a bet on YouTube with a guy. We had like a $5 bet, and he was 10 or under. I was 11 or more. So 
He had 11 when I was on. I won my five bucks. Whether he hit 12, I don't know. But he was he was killing it. That's for sure. Props dude, to him, dude. After be, five, I would have been so oh, hammered. God. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely uh, he's he's got he holds his liquor fine, which. You know, I'm going to get to, I guess I'll get to it now. Hell, uh, Tom, when I was on the phone, Tom calls in to give him some shit about the White Claws. And like, oh, what did he say? Drink Bud Light, I think he said, Cade. But, Dude, Bud Light's yeah, terrible. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the line of that whole, I don't think anybody caught it, but Tom, t- when they were going back and forth about the percent of alcohol, and Tom's quote was, uh, sometimes you just got to take a full load. You just take the full load. Anyway, I... Uh, I got a big laugh out of that, but there was a discussion on the percent of alcohol. Guys, I'm not really a drinker, so I don't have a clue, but I was impressed. And I think uh, it, was a, it was a topic of conversation for sure on YouTube and I'm sure Facebook as well. But let's get to uh, some more of the, the main topics of the show. Eli Tomac, 450 Supercross champion, comes on the Pulpomex show. And I, first of all, I'm super impressed at the lineup that Steve had because – I'm also, you know, during over the weekend trying to work on guests for my show, and I was having zero luck lining up anybody for the Moto X Pod show. Uh, he had a killer lineup. I do have a killer lineup for next week, though. So if you guys don't listen to my show, check it out next week. It's going to be good. Uh, but Eli Tomac, man, um, very impressed, A Ray, with the difference in his personality, it seems like. And Steve touched on it a little bit. You know, he's been. A little different, a little more open, because usually he's very closed off. Been a little more open, it seems like, in the last, this season, but especially the last couple of months, uh, with media and a really great interview, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so, too. You know, I mean, he's made a lot of changes. I mean, he's definitely more mentally strong, I feel, you know, yep. and I don't know if, if he's, he, he, I guess Steve asked if he had seeked out mental, you know. Um, Sports psychologist. Like a mental coach or anything like that. Um, and then also, I mean, he just became a father. So, I mean, a lot of changes. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was a really good interview, I thought. You know, he was more open than normal. Um, so, yeah, and even, like, the question about outdoors, um, like, hey, like, Steve asked, like, hey, like, are you going to be, like, shitty coming into outdoors pretty much? He's like, nah, I mean, we have a week or we have a month to prepare. So, I mean, I should be ready to go come out swinging, so. Yeah, he, I, mean, he, I thought it was a good interview. Yeah, he mentioned that, you know, he's mentally stronger, you know, basically, and he, he, more level-headed, I think is what he said. And he kind of yeah. said, hey, I don't really know where that came from, but it, it's probably, I'm assuming, Kay, just, you know, when you're dealing with the media and you're hearing everybody give you shit for the last couple of years and, and you know personally, hey, I've, I've let these championships slip away. Uh, you know, he had to change something, and I, he sounds like he really focused on that. And uh, before you answer... I do think you just mentioned this, A. Ray, about him becoming a father. I think Steve kind of missed the boat on that one. He didn't bring that up because that is a huge change in somebody's life. We know Kiefer preaches, you know, home life. I would have liked to heard his thoughts on if anything changed for him, prep wise, uh, future thoughts wise, you know, anything that as far as that relates to racing. I'd have liked to have heard about that, but uh, you know, Steve, Steve uh, didn't catch that. But Kate, yeah, what do you think? Maybe he blocked Warren yeah. MX on Twitter, and that that was his success right there, bro. Warren MX, fuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Eli's uh, kind of coming around a lot. I think he was super. I think he's been super stressed out over the last couple of years. Um, you know, I mean, what he's been on the Pulp Show twice in the last like two months now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, before that, I don't think he's ever been on. So, um, I think he's definitely getting a lot looser. Um, 
and I think that'll play into his favor because I think when he's like having fun, I think that's when he does his best. Um, you know, when he's just out there doing his thing, he's on unreal. Like that race with Coop he had was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think it'll pay off for him to be a little more normal. <laughs> um, you know, I've talked to him before in the pits, and he's he's actually super nice when you actually like get to know him. Uh, yeah, and he'll laugh but, a lot. You know, like when you sit down and talk to him, he'll laugh at stuff. And but I think he just in the past it seems like he gets a little uncomfortable with the the interviews or whatever. You know, he mentioned having to be like a consistency robot, right? When he's racing, and maybe even when he's doing media, he kind of felt like he has to be robotic a little bit, not give anything away. But yeah, I think it seems like he's changing and definitely having more fun. He says he still loves to race his dirt bike. I thought all that was really telling, a right that you know and. Um, even him saying that, yeah, Supercross is more prestigious. He was like, oh, when Steve asked him about that, he's like, oh, yeah. Like, that was a real answer. That wasn't a guarded answer. That was, like, he, he, let, he let some of his f- true feelings out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, it's on paper. He's won how many outdoor championships and zero Supercross races? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of the winningest Supercross guys in the world, and he hasn't won a championship. That's what you know that we're talking about. And, yeah, he finally got it done, so got to be freaking mentally strong for that that's for sure yeah and then he he mentioned like you know through the questions that that the first turn at salt lake city seven like had him his quote was a little spun out so again he kind of gave in he gave us a little look inside that i don't think a year ago we would have probably heard that from him i want to ask you guys this it's sort of off the topic of pulp but Three outdoor national championships in a row. Finally gets a Supercross championship. He mentioned he's got a couple more years left probably. You know, as long as he feels like he's capable of winning, he wants to keep racing. So let's say a couple more years. It's kind of what he said. Can you see him winning this outdoor championship plus, you know, the, the four championships in the next two years? So two more nationals after this year and two more Supercross. Like going undefeated until he retires. Can you see that, Kate, at all? Uh, I could see it. Um, I feel like this year's outdoor title will probably be his hardest. Really? Why? Um, I just feel like Coop's going to be pretty, pretty angry coming in. Okay. Um, you know, he's pretty fired up there at the end of Supergrass, and I just feel like he's going to come in, you know, shooting. And then I think Kenny will be really good too. Uh, I don't think. I think since there might be some less races. It'll probably play into his favor because they'll be able to recover more. There'll be a bigger gap between the motos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, and Kenny's just freaking good outdoors, so it's hard to, you know, it's really hard to say. But I mean, I think this year it's going to be really fun to watch the, those three battle outdoors, and I think Zacho's going to be really good. Uh, so I think this year is going to be hard for him to win. Um, but I think if he can win this outdoor title, he can definitely win the next two, and then I would say it might be he might be gone. Okay, hey Ray, thoughts? Uh, I don't think I don't think he's he goes undefeated. I think Coop, you know, I don't know like about this outdoor season, but next Supercross season, I think Coop will change what he fix, or change what he messed up this year. I mean, he got a little bit of a slow start. So, uh, you know, and he had that big crash. So I think I think next year it'll be the Cooper Webb show again. Okay. All right. Uh, next topic, Chase Sexton, uh, Kurt Nichols, as Skip said. I don't know if you guys caught that. That was funny. Colt yeah, Nichols. I did. Um, and, and the star versus Chase Sexton thing. Steve didn't like any of it. Um, 
So Steve and JT put most of the blame on Chase, we heard. And Skip didn't really agree, uh, Cade. He, I don't know. I disagree with you. I put, I put it on Colt. I'm sorry. I will say this. On the replay, you can see Colt looking over. Absolutely. Like, really looking over. Not a glance. Like, full head turn like, I see you. When, when Sexton took off, he, he fully thought that, that, Kurt, that, that Kurt Nichols was going to be on the outside. Yeah. And he was going to triple in inside and stop and roll and double. But and I don't know if you can triple inside and, and make that happen. Yeah, because yeah, cause if, if, if Nichols triples, they're coming at a high Nick, rate Nick, of speed Nichols, right there. Nichols not tripling. Wow. But if he right. was. But, but, but he wasn't. Yeah. So, and, and Sexton saw that. And at the last minute when he's, he's committed, he looks over and comes right on, right in. All right. So that's what they had to say. All right, guys, as, as a, not a non-professional rider, I felt like it was more on Colt, man. Um, I felt like Chase was committed. And yes, Colt had the lead and kind of had control of the track, but he very drastically cut over on purpose. Uh, so, A Ray, I'm going to go with you first. I want to get your thoughts. Who's right in your opinion? Um, well, I mean, Steve was right. To be honest, they're bo- I think they're both idiots. Um, <laughs> because, like, for one, like, Colt, obviously, whenever he looked back, he pretty much seen that Sexton was committed. And Sexton should have known that Colt was going to go there to protect the inside because a lot of the guys were, you know, setting up wide and then cutting in to hit the triple from the inside. So I don't understand. I mean, pretty much Sexton, he was like, okay, I'm going to jump this thing, land, and freaking T-bone the dude. And, like, go straight off the track or double single the the triple. Like, I don't know. I I just thought it was dumb for a heat race. So Chase? Um, and, And I guess Steve sort of agreed with that. I don't really... I put it on both of them. I put it on both of them. Okay, so when Chase was on, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, he said that he thought you know Colt was going to stay in the middle of the track. Uh, but still, as as a, from your side as a rider, especially you you know how that track flowed, and you were there, uh, you you felt like no matter what, Chase was putting himself in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's like, oh, he was going to be in the middle of the track. Well, with Sexton threes in. I don't care how good those Honda brakes are. Like the landing of the triple was at the turn. Yeah. So yeah. pretty much he was going to hit Nichols no matter what, whether he breaks his arm or his leg, he's breaking something. Okay. Uh, Cade, do you agree with with A Ray? Uh, I mean, I agree with him, but I, I think of it differently. Like the lap before, Chase tripled to the inside and hit hit the brakes so that he didn't hit Colt. You know, but then Chase obviously rolled. And then, or he went like double single or single double over the triple, um, and then caught back up to him. Well, Colt saw him there, so it's like he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to let this dude do this again. So he's moving over in the rhythm section. He peers over to make sure he's not like right next to him because he wasn't. He wasn't right next to him because if he was right next to him, Chase would have carried the speed and jumped right past him. Chase was still a little bit behind him. So Colt moves over a touch, and then he's thinking that Colt, or Chase is going to see him moving over. He's going to check up. They're both going to double single to the inside, whatever. But Chase is obviously committed already, threes it. Colt doesn't know that he threes it, continues moving over. He gets landed on. You know, the catastrophe happens. Um, so, I mean, I put it on kind of both of them. You know, Chase should have been able to catch the fact that Colt looked over at the fact that he's going to move over 
you know, and double and then single and cut him off on the inside because of what he did the lap before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I, I think Colt should have known like, man, I got to leave this dude a little bit of room because if not, he's going to, I'm going to, you know, run us both into the tough blocks and he didn't run him into the tough blocks, but because Chase freaking landed on him, but right, right. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely put it on both of them. I wouldn't say it's anyone's fault more or less. It's definitely just like a racing incident because it happened so fast and it just, it sucks that it happened. Well, and it sounds like according to Chase, that he and Colt both agreed with that. You know, he he texted him and apologized, and they both kind of were like, yeah, it was a racing incident, no big deal. Uh, so that that's good, uh, I guess, for those guys. Um, Chad Reed, you know, we I don't know if you guys listen to the Chad Reed podcast that Steve did, but Chad wouldn't have liked that. He doesn't like everybody getting along when they're on separate teams. <laughs> but uh, that whole topic brought up, you know, Skip or Bet, Chris Bet says, you know, like if I'm in, in line for a championship, basically, I'm doing anything to win this race. And, and Skip said, you know, hey, isn't there something to how you win? So, again, as racers, I want to ask you guys that. You know, um, they talked about the difference in the 90s, and now that got brought up by Betts. And Skip said, you know, what used to be block passing is now just blatant takeouts. Uh, you know, we can go back to Daytona and talk about that if you want. But uh, we'll go with you first, Kate. Is is there something to, you know, how, you know, how you win a race? Or is it really all, you know, all in? I mean, I don't see anything wrong with what Shane did. You know, Shane went out there and he was leading. He's not, he can't, you know, he can slow down the race. You're leading the race. You can kind of dictate what is, what's happening. It's not like he's out there trying to hurt Chase. You know what I mean? If he was out there, like, trying to clean him out, you know, do something stupid and get him hurt, that's one thing. But, like, he was literally just trying to slow the race down to get, McAdoo and Dylan and those other guys involved to like help stir the pot basically um that's the way I look at it like with what Shane did I don't really have a problem with like I said if he was out there like trying to t-bone him and you know clean off his clean out his front wheel then yeah I might have an issue with it um I, I didn't really see the stuff in practice that he was talking about um Steve had said that you know, he was messing with him in practice yeah. and trying to, like, slow down. I, I didn't see any of that, and I think that might be kind of dumb, um, which I would agree with that because Steve obviously said that. <laughs> um, but with what Shane was doing in the main, I mean, I don't have any problems with. I mean, Chase Chase won his championship the right way. You know, he he tried to play it smart and be behind Shane, and Shane didn't want that to happen, so Shane, Shane did the same thing. Chase let Shane buy at one point. Oh, I yeah. mean, what's, what's, what's the difference between that? Uh, so that's the way I see it. Um, but then, like I said, you know, Chase went out and won the best way you can is he just ran away. He was like, okay, you, do you want to go slow? I'm going to go as fast as I possibly can. And he absolutely waxed everybody. Yep. He definitely, he definitely, uh, did it the right way. I, in the end, I think I, I, he deserves the championship. I was super stoked to see it. Um, a Ray, different question for you. You know, Mathis was complaining about all the the different things with Star Yamaha. He was not happy with how Star Yamaha handled this, from the protesting of the fuel, uh, the the empty gate in the main, to qualifying and what McElrath was, I guess, doing to Chase. What do you think, man? I mean, this team, it looks bad on Star, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. It does, you know. And and I'm sure Steve has a little bit of bitterness, you know, just, you know, because you know, Swap Moto Live, you know, we, we got to ride the, the we. Yamaha 250 first. And, we. uh, I mean, I didn't, but, 
but at me as a part of Swap Moto Live, I get to say we. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so maybe a little bit of that, ship. and you know, yeah. maybe yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of kind of shady. I mean, messing up, you know, some uh, fast laps, getting in his head, you know, and moving gates or whatever went on. I don't know, but you know, like the whole mind game thing and everything. Like, I mean, they did everything they could to win. Yes, it doesn't look bad. Or, I mean, yes, it looks bad, but the whole gas protesting, that's 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 not cool, man. Like, just, just let it be. Like, you got beat. Like, let it be. Yeah. I think, See, but I think JT up. brought up the fact that, like, if they knew, like, if they had, like, inside knowledge to where it actually, like, JT is right. Like, the only way they win that is if they actually think that they know something was changed. You know, right. unless someone gave them false information. They're obviously getting information from somewhere. They're not just like, oh, we're just going to protest gas to piss them off. You know, like, that's not it. So, I mean, obviously they probably got information from someone about fuel um, and whether or not they Somebody used something needs to different. Check the bore on freaking Stars bikes anyway. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right. Seriously, <laughs> no doubt. There, there. Yeah, well, at that at that level of racing, I mean, you guys probably know better than I would. But there's there's always stuff going on. There's always little let, let's bend the rules. So, uh, but yeah, I think Steve was right. Uh, I like the way he, you know, his thoughts on it. I like it wasn't really the race tech rant, but he wasn't happy. Steve wasn't happy about it, and I think he's 100 percent right in this case. Uh, Chase Chase worked his ass off to win this championship. He won it legitimately. Let it go. Uh, you know, well, nobody okay. nobody okay, protested on. Dylan. What? Well, what happens no. if they actually win the protest, though? Does your whole outlook on that whole thing change? Uh, Not even, no. Because nah. do you think if they use, a, like, a different fucking gas, do you actually think that Sexton knows about it? Right, And no. knows about the blends and knows about any of that shit? No, no. He's just out there riding the damn dirt bike. I mean, he might be like, oh, yeah. shit, my bike's fucking faster today. But it's still ten power horsepower, fucking less than a star bike. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, he he outrode I mean? he outrode Shane overall in this this series, and he deserves the championship. So yeah, I think yeah, let it go. It's over. Uh, yeah. Again, like nobody protested Dylan for the championship. They you know it, Dylan won the championship. Congratulations to him. Uh, he'll be on the Moto X Pod show next week, by the way. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get back. Heck to yeah. Hey, before actually, let me thank all of our sponsors. Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Motosport.com, all sponsors of the Pulpamex Wrap-Up Show. Uh, along with all the other Pulpamex sponsors, just go to PulpamexShow.com. All the sponsor links are there, discount codes. If there's not a discount code there, like some of them, I don't think the Taser, uh, there's a Taser code there or whatever. But you email Steve, Pulp, uh, Steve at Pulpamex, I believe, or Pulpamex, contact at PulpamexShow.com. That's the one to use. Hit that up, and he'll help you out. He takes care of all you guys. So we love all the sponsors. The, uh, how many, all the sponsors help both of you guys out at different times, right? I mean, I know A-Ray's been helped by Pulp of course, sponsors. yeah. Firepower. No, probably, Firepower, yeah, probably at least 90% tech, of them. You know, yeah. all, all of them. Yeah, they're, they're great, great companies. I had Andy Gregg on uh, with from Guts Racing on my show last night. He helped me out with some stuff, so awesome. Okay, Chris Betts. Again, we've talked about him. Um he had some pretty interesting things to say. Like uh, he thought it was really, he was talking about unions in baseball. There was a lot of discussions of comparing stuff to baseball, which I found interesting because I'm not a huge baseball guy. So uh, he talked about like the unions and how he thought it was really impressive, as most of us do, that Feld 
got everybody together to get these races done without a union, like Feld and the teams and everybody came together and made this thing happen, including involved being involved with MX Sports to work it out. Uh, guys, both of you have to be extremely happy that you got to finish the season. Uh, Kay, did you have any interaction with Feld or was any, any you know, did they come to you with, okay. I, 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 come on, bro. They're funny. <laughs> I found out through fucking Twitter, dude. Yeah, so did I. Okay. Like, me? I mean, come on. I'm, I would call, I would call it, uh, some of the bigger teams. Um, yeah, yeah. I would call some of the, like, the team managers and mechanics and stuff and get inside knowledge, but no, they're, they're not calling us. You know, Nobody's calling PR, PRMX it. or uh, SGB, huh? I think I no. think Pelletier from the AMA was talking to Julian from PRMX yep. a little bit. Um, I mean, he wasn't like on the calls or anything. Like they had big group calls with the manufacturers and the team managers and stuff. Um, and I heard like J Bone. I've talked to J Bone and Tony Alessi, and they said that they did a really good job of communicating with the teams and trying to make it work for everybody. Um, you know, I think, you know, they were more concerned about those guys, and they just kind of knew that, you know, the privateers would kind of just have to follow suit and be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, he was talking about the pay cuts and all that stuff. and You know, I was kind of okay with, you know, the amount of money that we got paid. I mean, obviously I always wish that we got paid a little bit more, especially the 250 guys. Um, but, you know, not having to travel, you know, there was a lot of things that we didn't have to pay for that we normally would have to, um, being in one place all the time. So that was really cool. So I wasn't like totally against it. There was definitely some people out there where that were like throwing hissy fits that like riders weren't more mad about the pay cuts. And it's like, okay, we can throw a hissy fit about the pay cut and not get to race. Like all these freaking baseball players and all these people who aren't playing because they're throwing hissy fits. You know, I mean, what we lost, I mean, I think A-Ray and I lost, like, maybe three to $500 a, a race um, with what with the pay cut. And, yeah, I mean, that's really shitty. Obviously, we'd rather make that money, but it's better than sitting at home not making anything. Yeah, it's it seems like, yeah, I guess the the negative attitude of our nation in general, everybody complains. We, we've talked about that plenty of times. There's always people bitching about stuff. But it does, and Betts made this point, a right, that it really seems like our our sport did come together for the most part. You know, as far as the the powers that be, they made it happen, and, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part, I mean, you know, for all of this stuff to happen with the pandemic, everything, I think that they did a great job, and you know, and that's that's awesome. I mean, we yeah. definitely, you know, I think we're I think we're fortunate, you know, but we got stuck where we were. Yeah, yeah, better how than how everything sort of came about. Better yeah. than St. Louis for sure, and better than Houston, which was another option. Although Houston, I could have drove down on a weekend to Houston and at least tried to, I don't know, got got some interviews sneak or something. In. Yeah, yeah, sneak in. Okay, yeah. Swap on alive got kicked out. Y'all would need another one, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, bro, Dirk Shark got kicked out too. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Yeah, he, yeah, he got kicked out, well. but then he got let back in. <laughs> Go figure. Um, okay. Well, anyway, Betts was great. We talked about him plenty. I, I really loved his story of running over the the postmaster or hitting the postmaster general's truck and thinking it was the CIA or the FBI. And then when he realized who it was, saying uh, he said something along the lines, "Oh, I thought it was somebody important." Uh, Betts Betts was definitely <laughs> becoming a one of the 
he, a guy that needs to be a regular co-host. If he has nothing else to do, he needs to be in studio more often. Uh, maybe not every week, obviously, but you know, once a month, maybe once every two months. He's he's great. Um, we also, like I said, we, Chase Sexton called in. Uh, congratulations again to Chase Sexton. I really thought he was also very honest, A. Ray, with some of his things. Pretty honest about you know being it being stressful dealing with Star. Uh, he even kind of said he had a little bit of a fit, you know, where he was yelling at the guys and. Um, Another guy who recently, anyway, in his interviews has been pretty open and not super secretive about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was super honest. I mean, they asked him some pretty tough questions, and mm-hmm. it seemed like, I mean, between his phone cutting off or, or whatever the hell happened, kept <laughs> the stuff happening there. I mean, it, yeah, it was. Uh, where was yeah, he? It was pretty- uh, who knows? Steve kept saying, I, I know, know where you are. I was wondering. Steve was kind of like making it a point was, not to say where he was. Yeah, like, I was trying to figure out where he was. Hey, I was too. Like, I mean, was, you know, was he, at, I don't know, freaking in Chaz up in Seattle or, you know, where was he? I don't know. Oh, he yeah, was probably back at Stu's place. Oh, good point. Good point. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably where he was. I like that. No, because he definitely have phone services, Stu's. Yeah, maybe unless they have a like a you know a fucking block on it or something, make you drop calls when you call into Pulp MX. Yeah, shooting freaking drones out of the sky and shit. <laughs> uh, Cade, what about the uh, the we got the the bomb that Stu may be at some nationals this year? Are you gonna you gonna come to WW Ranch now just in case Stu's there? No, but okay. um, I mean I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I- Tampa, which was pretty cool. He had like a whole herd of people kind of following behind him. Uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see him back. Um, he's a pretty, you know, important figure in our sport. So it's, uh, it's cool. He kind of just dropped off the face of the planet. So it'll be nice to kind of have him around a little bit. And I think it's super rad that he's trying to, you know, help Chase or and stuff like that. Um, I, I had heard that he was working with him, and then I totally forgot about it until I heard it on the show. Oh, okay. So that's, uh, I think that's pretty cool uh, that he's got, you know, such an uh, mainstream. Maybe that's why Chase is so good in the whoops now. Could be. Could be. Gosh, man, I need to go down there. Hot dang, man. Well, you you so got $31,000 to spend on a trainer. Well, I don't know what it would ta- take to get Stu to help you once, but I bet he'd, I bet he'd give you at least one, one lesson. That. Well, maybe for one lesson. One, You know, you get two hours. Two hours of stew for thirty-one grand. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. Probably not. Worth it. Probably. Not. He's probably just going to tell me to close my eyes and go into them really fast. Right. Just focus on the last one and pin it and shift up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, how about Chris Betts and the Skip Norfolk trivia? That was towards the end of the show, but I. Holy shit. Shit, I God. was dying, bro. That shit was so funny. Yes, an- another moment where I actually sp- literally spit drink out of my mouth. Um, we got the f- fuck my ass drop again. Um, I- I'll go with you first, A. Right? Just he didn't get any of them right. None. None of them. No, he he kept trying to like. All right, so this one's gonna be. He's just gonna do all of them true, all of them to the end. I'm like, no, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then this, what was it, Skip and Chip? He's got a brother named Chip. <laughs> yes, that was the it's greatest. Like, oh, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that was so good. And somebody on Twitter today, Cade, posted that it, it was like a point 
8% chance, or it was like a, a tenth of a chance, you know, a decimal point chance that he would get all of them wrong. Fuck my ass. Like, it was almost impossible. I mean, he had a 50-50 chance every single question, and he got every single one wrong. Yeah. That... I mean, and like, when I was there with Hollywood, like, I didn't know the answer to any of those. I literally guessed on 90% of them. I think I might have known, like, one or two. Yeah. And... And I still won, so <laughs> he was the complete opposite. Yeah. Do you do you think he left with uh, art of sport or anything? Either one of you? No, I think I yeah, think Steve's keeping it. He might he might have kept it. He might have been like, "Nah, dude, you yeah, lost." Yeah, he it probably would have stole it. I don't know. Well, speaking of art of sport, I just washed my nuts with some of that freaking stuff. It's so good, bro. I went, to, dude. That stuff is good. I yeah. like it. I I ordered my first batch from Amazon using the pulp link. Uh, go to pulpamex.com, click on the Amazon banner widget or whatever it's called, and it'll take you there. I, I ordered that the first time, but Saturday my chick and I drove to Target. I was like, hey, i got to get some more Art of Sport. And I went down the soap aisle, the body wash aisle, no Art of Sport, and I was flipping the fuck out. I'm like, dude, I drove past three Walmart Supercenters just to get Art of Sport at Target, and they didn't have any. And then I went around another aisle that wasn't, body wash and it was on that aisle for some reason so i got i got it so i'm stoked i use the deodorant it's awesome yeah good stuff anyway um hopefully he left with something but steve takes these contests pretty serious you know he got mad at me after the tits versus tits thing trying to help pookie out but this contest was much funnier than tits versus tits i hate to say it yeah it was a shit show it's so funny yeah, i was, was laughing for at least 20 minutes through the whole thing <laughs> right. wouldn't you how do you not get one fucking thing right? I don't get it. I don't know. How about he would answer because he was so confident before Steve finished like two or three times and then, nope, you're wrong. Fuck my ass. Fuck my ass. Uh, great, great stuff. But again, just real quick, I want to congratulate Justin Lamb or tell him the F off for winning the, the YZF 450. I bought my tickets and I didn't win. And it's a bunch of bullshit. Dude, I was bummed. I thought he would have, like, you know, won, and then Steve would have called him to tell him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. But like, that would have been sick. Steve's not going to waste time doing that. That's a good idea, though. I like Come it. Come on. Like, they probably put their phone number in when they bought their tickets. Like, why not call the guy? Yeah, um, I think I did put my phone number in. I know I had to do my email, obviously, but, yeah, that would have been a good idea. Maybe for year three, for Gosh. next year, that, that'd be a good a good bonus to winning the, the Yamahas, getting a call from from live on pulp that'd be good um yeah right i like it good Jeez. call Cade. good call steve implement that for next year he'll he'll figure it out or he'll make dune goon do it uh hey how about Cade actually has a good point finally <laughs> is that the first one yeah first one what do you guys think about the producers right we got we got tits back in at times and talon um lone wolf talon who do you like better or do you have a favorite alex i mean i'm i'm always I, I like Marks. I, I just I'm, well, I'm a Marks guy. But he's not the producer anymore. So I'm talking about of the guys oh. answering the phones now. You know, doing. I guess technically, I think Mark still does some of the production. But uh, I'm talking about between Tits and Talon. Um, I, I like Tits. I like Tits because he's got a better name. Okay, better name. Fair enough. Uh, Kay, do you have a preference? I mean, I've never I've never met Tits. Um... So, I mean, I like Talon. Talon's cool. Yeah. Every time I've ever been on the show, it's always been Talon. Okay. So, 
I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't really. I don't know. Maybe Tits should be around more, and I'd like it more. But I like talent. I like talent too. I like Tits also, though. So uh, they're both good. Well, I'm, um, more of a, I'm a Marks guy. I think we yeah, all play Marks. Yeah, it's dude. Marks. Dude, has is, anybody ever noticed how Marks's camera and his lighting is the best out of everybody? No, I haven't actually. Yeah. If you pay attention to the YouTube thing, when the camera flips to Marks, his lighting and his camera is better than everybody else. Interesting. I'll keep an eye on that next week. With with yeah. Kiefer and uh, who else was going to be JT. in? Um, JT. Yes, Jason Thomas. Yep, that'd be good. All right, so a couple more things we're going to touch on before we wrap this thing up. Zach Osborne also called in and Betts is now on Team Zacho as long as AC is okay with it. Uh, I've said this a thousand times. Zach is one of my favorite people in the industry. I just think he is an amazing human being. Um, good call. Always always willing to come on pretty much any show. Uh, Cade, what do you think, man? Zach, Zach was good. Zach's always good. Zach's a good dude. Uh, First win. You know, he's a great interview. First win, dude. I was. I texted Steve. I texted Zach. I texted. You know what's cool about Zach? I texted Zach, congratulations, and he even texted me back. Like most dudes, like wouldn't take the time. You know, they got 500 texts. You yep. know, they read them. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably a vic or a. You know, I've probably done that a time or two. Um, and you know, but Zach, you know, he texted me back. So I mean, Zach's a good dude. Great interview. Um, you know, he's always giving back. So that's cool. Yeah, what I liked, you know, again, I skipped skip kind of saying, hey, it was really cool to see you figure this out. And Zach talking about that, Alex, and just, you know, coming off the big injury, uh, Zach, again, like, because he's friends with Steve and has a good relationship with the show, always willing to give up the information, answer the tough questions. Yeah, I mean, he's always awesome interview. I mean, hell, I mean, he doesn't do his uh, Shifting Gears podcast anymore. But, I mean, always just good with interviews and everything, like, in general. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely one of the one of the better interviews that Steve had of the night, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's awesome. He, he's a 450 Supercross winner now. Hell, yeah, he is. And, you know, if you think about it, Sunday night, or yeah, Sunday night after the fin- finals, it, it seemed like almost immediately Steve and Weege and JT did their review show of that race and uh zach had just won his first race and comes on that show even right gives them time when you you know his wife and his kids are there and he always is willing to give back to the sport um and yeah absolutely fantastic so i i I thought it was cool that he was on again after winning and um i liked the discussion kate of the private flights where we got another oh fuck my ass when he said it was, yeah, like, right. Zacho said it was like 250k uh, for f- private flights, and then of course JT talked about doing it with Chad Reed, and uh, yeah, I, I that's insane. But I that was that was fun to just listen to and think about, you know. And it was actually a good point that all those guys at that level, Dino being cheap, Jason being cheap, but if they would have broke it down, it really wouldn't have been that bad, Alex. No, I mean, and I thought it was. I thought it was funny that, you know, because you have Jason who's kind of a cheapo and you have Cooper who's also, like, kind of cheap as well. And you got Dino down there in Florida as well who's cheap. So he's pretty much against himself, you know, like, yeah, all those guys. I don't know. I understand how they make so much money and can be so cheap, but they are. And, you know, if 
I think I think it'd be cheaper to be honest. I mean, how many of these guys sit first class every weekend? Probably not many you know? of them. I mean, how many of these guys? So I mean, what's an extra, you know, whatever amount of money to just fly private every weekend? I would do it if I had the money. It, well, yeah, I fly cheap. I always fly Southwest because it's cheap. And dude, I you know bag it. Now, obviously, he's not at quite that same level, but I see a lot of those guys at the Southwest terminal. So they're all. They're all trying to save those those uh, win bonuses, and I just wonder if Zach. Bro, yeah, Dean Wilson flies Spirit every weekend on yeah. standby. Yeah, I guess Sarah works for them, right? Is that the one she works yeah. for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cr- <laughs> fuck. Fuck that standby. That's freaking brutal, dude. Yeah. I couldn't imagine flying standby every weekend. Hell no, no. I'm out on that. Jeez. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm well, willing. What about JT even saying that is like, hey, Chad did good at Red Bud. Let's just fucking go to California. And- Fucking hang out and party. Yeah, that, well, yeah. Some people party like rock stars, and some are trying to save it, take it with them. I, I like to spend my money. Um, Same. I wonder if uh, if Zach, after he gets his first win bonus, four hundred and fifty win bonus, if he's going to buy that simulator now. Maybe doubtful, dude. Zach, maybe Zach, that'd be pretty. Zach, that'd be pretty, pretty good purchase. Zach is cheap, Cade, but I, I, you know, when I interviewed him on our show recently, I, I brought that up, and I actually did a. Uh, I have this new segment. I'm not supposed to talk about our show, but I do this new thing on on Instagram every week called Ride or Die, where I get the riders and their wives or whatever. And Kate, I'm going to have you and Sarah on at some point. But um, I had Zach and Brittany, and I asked about that, and she was okay with it. But she wants he has a project truck that he's been working on um, that he has to get rid of first. It's been in the garage. If that goes, he can buy the simulator. I wonder if that's changed any at this point with the, with that big bonus, but probably not. They're they they are pretty frugal. Brittany's worse than he is. Brittany doesn't want to spend money on anything. Anyway, we're off topic. Let me uh, let me get back on the show. Back to the Pulp Mex show. Uh, X brand tear offs. I had two that I that I wrote down. So I want to get both your answers on this. Uh, these are from Swisscore this week. Not that other guy Moser. Uh, and they asked Skip. Uh, would the sport be better if we went back to two strokes, right? That's a huge debate all the time, vital everywhere else. Was the racing better in two strokes? You guys are probably both almost too young to remember those days too much, it seems like. But what do you think, man? I mean, slow everybody down. Okay. Dude, I'd love to race two strokes. It's so much more fun. Because of the, the, the technique and the it takes more ability, or why? Yeah, I mean, I think it just – it kind of just adds another factor. Like four strokes are a lot easier to ride. I feel like, and I feel like it would slow the slow the racing down a lot. Um, maybe make it almost a little safer. Um, but I mean, they're just so much fun to ride, and they're so much cheaper for not only the teams but even like the everyday person. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with four strokes. I love riding four strokes, but I mean, two strokes are just like I mean, I got you know a KTM 150 sitting in the garage, man. They're just so much fun to have around. Yeah, and, and by the way, Skip agrees with you. He says, yes, it would be better. Hey, Ray, oh, two yeah. strokes? Two strokes all the way, bro. Okay. I agree with Skip 100%. Let's I got bring, one in the shop. I got two actually in the shop. Let's bring them back then. Two status, bro. Let's bring them back. All right, the other one, and I don't think A-Ray is going to love this one, but uh, they asked Steve, does A-Ray become a, a uh, main event staple in 2021? And Mathis says no, you know, not a staple. It feels just too deep. Um, so I'm going to let you go first, Cade. Uh, I mean, I think we're all trying to get to the point. I know Ari's not going to like my answer, but 
I honestly think we're like myself and him. I think we're all just trying to get to the point of like being a chiz at this point. You know what I mean? Like a guy who just knows how to find his way in there no matter what. Um, you know, and I feel like Ara is the closest out of all of us. Um, and I'm saying us as in people on the island, but right. Um, you know, he. You know, I mean, I think he's like I said, closer than the rest of us. Um, he's come you know, a long way in the last couple of years. Get, Oh, for sure. And I don't think next year is going to get any easier. But, like, I mean, the progression from for, like, any privateer, it's it's gotten so much closer to, like, the back half of the field. Like, there was a point when, like, you know, 18th through 22nd was getting lapped by 17th, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Where now it's, it's not anywhere like that. You know, the privateers are – it's much closer, like, all the way through. So I feel like there's a better chance – um, you know, as long as he keeps working and stuff, I mean, we all keep working really. So, um, I think it's just going to keep getting tighter and tighter and more and more difficult. I don't feel like it's getting easier anytime soon. Hey, Ray, um, do you agree with Steve and, you know, Steve, look, Steve can be friends with people, but be brutally honest. He, he reports it the way he sees it. What do you think about that particular statement? Well, I disagree. And two, Fuck Chiz. Okay, time out. And three. Okay, no, what? No, time out. Chiz, Chiz is my my guy. That's my rider. So you and I are gonna have some beef, Fuck dude. Chiz. Oh Fuck man. Chiz. All right. Me you, and Warren you, and Max are gonna go hang out. You're you're clippy clippy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I disagree because next year I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a full year on the Kawasaki. Next year coming in, I'm gonna know this bike fucking head to toe. I'm gonna have a full year on it. I'm going to have my suspension figured out. Everything's going to run smooth, I feel like. And I'm going to fucking train my balls off, wash them with Art of Sport, <laughs> fucking train my balls off again. Okay. And then I'm going to come in there fucking swinging. So I disagree with Steve. Okay. We'll fucking prove Steve fucking wrong. I will. And we'll, we'll clip this. We'll save this. And a year from now, after you've made every main in 2021, and uh, none of your boys at help make it in. You, you take all of them out and every LCQ if that's what it takes. We'll we'll go. But we'll re- no help. Not not a single help guy in, in SLC seven. <laughs> I know, right, dude? That team, man. Dude, they, they were literally all behind me. They all fucking the fell down in the woot. Dustin's got to be pulling his hair out in those LCQs. What little hair he has. <laughs> Two X HDB guys in the main event. That's all like six seven. <laughs> Crazy. All right, couple more things. Um, just yes or no? Should AC be the rookie of the year, Cade? Uh, yeah. A- Alex. No. Okay. But now I want to ask why. He still has a chance. He still has a chance to win the AMA Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. You know, they have another Rookie of the Year thing that combines Supercross and Outdoors, and he's probably going to win it. So I think it was JT, I don't remember, that said, like, somebody said it should be, they feel like it should be more on votes, or uh, not votes, but like, yeah, I can't remember, yeah, I guess yeah. votes, yeah, it should be That's more of votes. a vote. Do either of you agree with that, or do you think it should just be where you finish, basically? Um, well, I mean, I mean, it's not a vote. I mean, I guess they just yeah. go by points, or whoever yeah, does yeah. The, the races and the results, and in my eyes, Marty's even though he fucking looped out, he ate shit, he fucking grinded it out, he can fucking skim the whoops. And, dude, I'm telling you, he was good this year. 
Oh, yeah. No he had discredit to freaking Marty. Yeah. The only time he was bad. He's amazing. The only time he was bad is when I picked him in fantasy. (laughs) AC, great. Fast as hell, flashes of brilliance, led a lot of laps, but he he crashed. He fucked up. So, I mean, Marty, he, I mean, first year in the 450 class, he didn't miss a single race. I mean, hey, rookie of the year. That's the name of the game. Okay, fair enough. Um, All right, that's fair. What's that? I said that's fair. I like it. I like his explanation. Oh, you guys agree. Oh, that's scary. You guys agreed. Shit. I, feel like I mean, right. I disagreed at first. Yeah, I know, but, but, but damn, you came I'm around. I'm saying, like, hey, Ray, change I your mean, opinion. His explanation was good. Okay. All right. That's that's not how I expected that to go. But uh, how about this? Steve says he could hit hit a knuckleball because they're so slow. In, in, you know, major league, in the majors, could hit a knuckleball because they're so slow. Bet says that's like me saying, oh, the whoops aren't that big. Um, and Steve says <laughs> that he doesn't think Betts could throw him out at second. So, uh, okay. Kane. The best part of the whole show was when uh, Skip says, man, he could probably throw to second. Bat- the second baseman could throw it back to Betts, and then Betts could throw you out again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole show because it's so true. Hey, right. Do you, uh, do you also agree with Kane? I mean, dude, there's no way he's hit a freaking ball. Zero, zero chance. Yeah. No, it's it, – well, not in, not in front of the right in front of the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that's the only way he's getting on base, if he just stands takes in front the walk. of the ball. Just, yeah, it takes the walk. Leads into it. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Steve is accomplishing either one of those uh, feats myself either. So I, I, I totally – He's he's he, that's a big fish story right there. It hasn't even happened, and he's got the big fish story. Um, what do you guys think about the RC beef being uh, smashed? It's over, squashed. I mean, it's cool. Uh, I mean, I didn't really know there was a beef there to begin with. I mean, like, how do you not? I know mean, this? I don't really know the backstory. Uh, yeah. So, cut, yeah, yelling it. I think uh, Ricky was gonna. Kill him, shoot him in the head, or something like that. After some issues with oh yeah, when he worked for Timmy, yeah, when he was with Timmy, yeah, way back, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, I remember that, sir. I didn't know that was still like carried over. I thought it was something like I thought probably Steve said some stupid shit on the show, and RC was pissed. Well, that probably happened too, and then Steve doesn't really let things go, and like RC's probably like I, you know, I don't know, RC might be have been this whole time like I don't know what the issue is, but Steve doesn't let shit go. Uh, Hey, Ray, would you agree or that Steve maybe made it bigger than it was, or do you think it was was legit until recently? Did we lose A. Ray? Hey, Ray. Oh, sorry. No. They legit. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving that in. They legit hated each other. I'm leaving huh? that in. They did hate what? each other? You think so? That you were gone for like yeah. 20, 15 seconds. I'm going to leave that in. Okay. I'm hey. also sorry. That's all right. <laughs> what, what happened? Did yeah, you? I mean, did, they, did J did J Bo no, need I, something? I hit the freaking I hit the mute button with my freaking cheek. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, la- well, two more topics. Chad Reed retires. Um, Steve, you know, talking about this. Obviously, Steve says he's done. JT calls him out. Said he did say that. You're misreporting things. Thank you, JT. I love that. Um, it's a big big deal, right? But Steve doesn't think he's done. I don't think most. Steve doesn't really think he's completely done, but he's done full time. He's obviously going to come back and run a couple races here and there. 
Hey, Ray, what do you think? It's Chad Chad has to come back, right? At least two or oh, three races. Oh, he's coming back, dude. He, he, I mean, he left with a chance. I mean, he's only 6,900 years old. Why not Why not come out and ride him, you know, another year? Yeah, I think so. You know, he's, I, not, he's not done. No, he's I not done. How about Zach saying that he wasn't a fan uh, until the 2-2 days? Uh, two two motorsport days, and then Bet said when he was a kid, he was he, like Chad was sort of the villain. Um, okay, and I kind of agree with that. That's definitely as a fan. Before I got into this, I was a stew guy, and Chad was definitely the villain. Yeah, he was definitely the villain. Um, I mean, I was pretty young when Chad was like, you know, battling with Stu, um, and I didn't really, honestly, I didn't even really watch Supercross that much back then. Like, I've I've gone back and watched all the bar to bars and stuff. Um, and to see like just how gnarly those dudes battled, um, you could I could definitely see people seeing him as the villain like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Last topic. Uh, race tech rant. Betts gets the race tech rant. Steve sort of started with some stuff and you know just typical shit. Uh, but Betts has his own, and I kind of like this. You know, again going back to the '90s, right? With the '90s better, blah blah blah. Uh, and he he kind of brings up that he feels like every race. Every single Supercross race should be celebrated like it's a championship because of how hard it is, how difficult it is, how impressive it is, and that a winner like a Zach Osborne of a single race would be celebrated if they were in any other sport. So I I enjoyed that. I agree with him. I I think obviously we know we're a niche sport. We don't get the respect from the major media that we wish we did. But, Alex, I mean, it, what you guys do and what those guys that win races do at that level, the, the, the athleticism, the training, the death-defying, basically. Even Betts kept saying how impressed with, like, with Zach, right? Zach said he hurt his stomach, thought something messed his stomach up, and still came back and raced, and he's so blown away by that. Um, all that, I guess, A-Ray, what do you think, man? I mean, we're, we're underappreciated. Yeah, I- Go ahead. I agree. I agree with him 100%. You know, I mean, what we do, I mean, we're at the pinnacle of the sport and it's freaking tough, man. And, you know, like sometimes like you, you have a guy like, like Dino who, who's getting fifth and sixth and seventh and he's getting, I mean, hounded. It's like, well, why isn't I, why isn't he winning races? He's had all this time, blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, it's, it's crazy. I mean, even me, I feel like, I mean, I would, I have no idea. Whenever I don't make the main event, I am literally so upset with myself and embarrassed. Like I don't even, I don't even want to walk out of the hotel room into public, and I don't even like want to show my face to anyone after I don't make a main event. And and and, it, and it, to be honest, it even shouldn't be that way because shit's fucking tough. Where I mean, like if you make the main event, you're top twenty two in the world at what you do. Yeah, you know what I mean. And well, you know, for me, that, to, for it to make me feel that. like I'm just a piece of shit and fucking embarrassed, like I mean, I don't, I feel like that's not right. right. Go ahead, Cade. Like no, I, I thought Beth said that. Like, even the dudes who don't make the main are underappreciated by the people in the sport. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. fans, like fans, and you know, people outside the sport appreciate guys like you know, Bubba Pauly and Greco and myself and A-Ray more than people in the sport do. Like, people in the sport, you know, they, they know the top dudes, so then they see the dudes at the bottom. And as at, by the bottom, I mean, like, you know, 35th through 40. 
and they're like, you know, just kind of write them off. We're like, those dudes are good too. Like, it's not like they suck. No, and um, bringing this back to Pulp, yeah, I, I have been that guy, you know, four years ago, five years ago, and I was just a, a regular fan, right, before I, or before I got into Pulp, anyway. I, I wouldn't have paid any attention to you guys, to be honest, either one of you. I mean, I just, I, not like, like, I wouldn't be following you, going, oh, those guys are, I know you guys are talented, but I'm not focused on you, right? I'm not looking at the the little ticker on the side and seeing where the, where you guys are. I'm looking at the the superstars that everybody promotes and that's it. But I know being, you know, that to make a night show period to qualify for the night show, you guys are badass. If you go to your local races, you're going to smoke most anybody that shows up. You guys are way, way more talented than 99% of the world that rides dirt bikes. And yeah, you do not get the appreciation. And once again, thanks to Steve, you two in general, you know, and a few others have. And thanks to Steve as well, too, with the Pulp Fantasy, because I feel like it put a lot of the other privateers on the map as well. Very true. Very oh, true. so yeah. much, dude, especially in the 250 class. Like, like, there's dudes that, like, even I don't know, really, that, you know, when I, I, I played a little bit at the beginning of the year, and I was kind of like, it was just, a, you know, not fun to play and race. <laughs> um, but... Like, even, like, I would have to pay attention to dudes, like, I didn't even know, which is cool, because if we could get more fans, like, TV fans, you know, people who aren't just Pulp fans to play it, dude, I think it could get, could, I think that's a great way for the sport to grow as a whole. Absolutely. There's people that I have leagues with that I play with that were just average fans or whatever, you know, or just, you know, part-time fans, and now they get into it, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, Fuck Jerry Robin. Oh, I'm picking Jerry Robin next time. You know, or whatever. They get into these other guys yeah. and they start, you know, yeah, they, they get into the sport more. And then when you go to a race, you know, I, I see myself and some of my buddies, like, you go search those guys out, you know. And even though maybe, maybe you don't want to hear about me picking you in fantasy on race day, but at least these people are, the fans are searching out some of these guys and giving them some more attention. And it is good for the sport. And you mentioned a little bit ago, like, you know, the average, just the average fan that doesn't really maybe fall, listen to Pulp might be like, like what you know, uh, Aaron Plessinger, he sucks. You know, he's he he just won a championship in two fifties and now he sucks. Well, he doesn't suck. He's riding got no. racing against guys that are are really good, the elite of the elite. You know, but he's still finishing top ten or twelve. I don't remember what he, I don't have the points in front of me, but he's yeah. He's there. It sucks that our the fans of our sport are so negative against the guys that aren't top five, basically. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, sometimes it can be harsh. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. Once again, I want to thank Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, and Motorsport.com, as well as all the other Pulp MX sponsors. Uh, if you guys have anything you want to contribute to the show, if you want to send any questions or things for Pookie for the Hello Pookie segment, hit me up at darkside at pulpmx.com. Other than that, uh, A-Ray... Do you have anything else about this particular episode that you want to touch on? Just that the fucking twid, uh, trivia was funny as hell. That shit was so funny. Absolutely. Okay. And props to Chris Betts on how many fucking White Claws he can drink. <laughs> Holy shit. White Claw yeah, champion. Seriously. 
dude, he could he could put down some serious white calls, and he didn't even seem that drunk. So I would I wouldn't want to have his alcohol bill at the end of an event. Oh hell no no no. <laughs> but Kate's but no, out. hey, I just ordered some Michelin bicycle tires. So hell yeah, did you get him at Motorsport? I did. That's the man. Way to go. Thank you, Randy oh, Richardson. Oh, I, I know you're, I know you're a fly guy, but I'm still pissed off about the guy that you stole from O'Neill. No, that was Cody Piscatelli. Man, look, he he's a big supporter of Pulp Max and Main Event Moto, and he's uh, you know, he's he's in a wheelchair, so he just got back on a bike recently, and he's been wearing old O'Neill gear, and he entered the contest, and yes, he won the fly racing. Fly racing gear on uh, last week's wrap up show. Thanks to uh, Justin Jennings for that. So sorry, man. Uh, hey, speaking of the, I was an O'Neill guy when I first got on a bike. Eighty nine, dude. I st- I still have pictures. Hell yeah. I, I have eighty nine O'Neill gear. One leg was pink in the front. The other leg was blue in the front, and on the back they were reversed. That was some of my favorite. Mm. Dude, that stuff was sick. And back in eighty nine ninety, my RM one twenty five. We'll bring it back, dude. Uh, I'm fly for life now, though. I'm in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> here we go yeah all fly, right fly racing x-brand goggles it's the only way to go so uh okay guys hey appreciate you that's a wrap on episode uh what was this 430 so thanks and we'll do it again soon hopefully all right, all right. thank you very thank much all right see ya why would you want to re-talk about the pulp show Yeah.